from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these Android fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, V Dunn, Karine Kiwan and John Dyer. And we're coming to you on Saturday the 27th of May 2023. Uh, this week we'll have our usual announcement section. We turn then to Android Basics where we have the fourth installment of our mini-series on the Play Store. We have an app of the week from Warren, who demonstrates the Oriol AI scanning app. And we close with a tip of the week from John Dyer, who shows us an updated and better way to assign the side key on a Samsung phone to the Google Assistant than the way which he previously demonstrated on our YouTube channel. Well, uh, hello again, everyone. I'm joining you from a very sunny and hot London. The weather is nice here, uh, has been for the last week. So um, I hope you're all well. Uh, Karine, what's going on in Lebanon? Hello, well, here in Lebanon, also the weather is starting to become hot, but still good, still spring. And um, um, yeah, everything is going well. Nice, glad to hear it. John Boy, what's happening in Virginia? Not much, just a typical week here. Uh, I'm a little tired today, though. My son decided he was getting up at 5.30 today, which was pretty rude, considering it's Saturday. He usually lets me sleep till like, 7.30. <laughs> How old is he now? Three. Okay, so in about 15 years, he'll be getting in at 5.30 and waking you up. I guess it's, <laughs> exactly. it's different, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you have it either way. Uh, boo boo? how's Washington? What's going on? Really nice. Uh, this week has been fantastic. Uh, low 70s, 70 degrees, 72. So it's been a wonderful week, you know, raining and all of that. Um, so, you know, nice for my uh, sunflowers growing out there and all of that. Now, John, with that boy jumping on the bed to wake you up, or what was it? How was he... Uh, waking you up at 5.30. So he, he just screams. We we, we still have him <laughs> sleeping in a crib. So oh, no. He'll either, if he, can't, if, if he can't climb out, if he's not feeling brave enough to climb out, he'll just scream. So you never know what's going to happen. Well, I think I would do the same if I was kept in a pen, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, we, we have a great weather going on, and um, it's cloudy out there today. Probably we'll get about 70 or 69, whatever, today. So been a great week. Not like last week. It was some hot days, you know, um, 80-something degrees. That was oh, bad. That's a bit warm, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So iPhoner, when, when Warren was talking about 72, I don't know if this was your music, but there was a track from the 90s that just came into my head. Do you know what it was? It was called 7475 by the Connolds. Ah, that was it. Yes. Not like Brimful yes. of Asher on the 45, which randomly was played. Uh, that's by the corner shop. And that was yeah. played in our local pub yesterday. I don't know why. Although that, although that was um, a remix of a song by Norman Cook, I believe. Is it? Ah, yeah. that would explain it. 
yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so there you go. You can go and uh, go and find that song, and you'll hear it's it's uh, much more of a song. Like there's yeah. verses and stuff, and it's rather than just a sort of repeaty thing. So yeah, but... it's it's quite interesting to hear the two different versions. Yeah, well, I was slightly disappointed when Alexa, I mean, I don't particularly like the song, but I thought he'd done it. Uh, I, like, I, I let Alexa play and carry on playing when I ask it to play a song on Spotify. And I discovered through what it played that uh, uh, Tom Jones did not originally write The Green Green Grass of Home, which I thought he had. Uh, it was Port Wagoner in 1959. Oh, exactly. Oh, wow. exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did not know that. And I'm like, oh. It's a bit weird. Uh, that's why you need to know your country music. Apparently. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I, I don't. I don't feel that neat. I know you're aside. a rebel, Alfie. You don't like oh, yeah. my music. Nah. <laughs> aside um, but, from the dim and distant musical reach back, how are you, Ifana? Uh, not bad. Um, I've been enjoying the weather because I'm in London as well. And, um, yeah, I've, I mean... There aren't many advantages to being blind. There are a lot of annoyances. However, one is, other than not ever having to be the designated driver, that's one. But another one is that I can work on my laptop in the garden in the sunshine because I can't see the screen anyway. So as long as the laptop doesn't get too hot, I can spend ages out there doing lots of work, which I have been doing this week because I'm I'm preparing for a service church service tomorrow um as part of my preacher training and it's going to be assessed to see if i can go on to the next level of my training so slightly scary but also kind of exciting there's something riding Um, on it then it's spicy um and i shall be preaching about pentecost no that's appropriate um, as it's pentecost sunday i'm glad about that yeah well i picked that because i wanted to preach about that and then I did my usual thing of going, why have I gone and picked that now? I've got to write a sermon about it. Oh, no. But actually, it's going quite well now. So um, oh, I'm, I'm writing, finishing the sermon at the last minute because, yeah, I need that adrenaline yeah. rush, I think, to do it properly. <laughs> Holy Spirit features somewhere, presumably, it being Pentecost. There you uh, go. Just, just yeah. a little bit, yeah. I, I, I hope so. Spirit, I think the Holy Spirit's helping me out in writing it, too. Ah, excellent. Because I was a bit <laughs> stuck. The, the the other advantage of being blind, of course, is that we don't have to look at pixels. We just have to have them peripherally in our lives. So, uh, I yeah, suppose you don't have to look at them if you're sighted. You could close your eyes, couldn't you? But they might wander across your vision inadvertently, mightn't they? You might try and close your eyes, and then like someone next to you on a tube pulls one out, and you turn to stone before you've like looked away or something. Well, yeah, I mean, I was just imagining them wandering across people's vision. Like, do they grow legs and start walking across the, <laughs> across the table or something? Uh, I think they'd pixelate if that happened. Anyway, Austin, how are you? I'm good. Things are going on very nice here, although the weather is still the one that I don't like. It's summer and it's getting more and more hot. So it rained last week for some little very short time but that has increased the heat and for the podcast listeners there is a surprise unboxing going to come shortly maybe in the next episode so stay tuned this is the announcement segment of blind android users podcast stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast surveys and the latest news
does anyone want to stay tuned anywhere in the interim if they don't want to wait for the next podcast episode, Austin? Will anything be going on other channels in a slightly more uh, yeah, so, uh, contempor- contemporaneous way? So this ble- moves us to the announcement segment because what we have thought, the crew has thought that we should unbox hardware whenever we unbox the hardware we should first upload them on youtube so that if our subscribers want to listen to that they cannot wait for the podcast they can listen it to that medium of channel and then it will be there on a podcast along with our hardware review of that uh, device and all those things and, and the reason for doing that folks by the way is not because we prize youtube over podcasts i actively don't really like youtube but i accept it's a necessary evil in our lives it, it's simply that obviously uh you know there are unboxings of phones on youtube and they don't feature any or sometimes misinformed accessibility uh issues so if we can get content and that's and, and you know people do go to youtube for unboxings and not to podcast channels typically uh that's why that's why we'll put unboxings on there but we're not a we're not a youtube first kind of outfit aside from unboxings just to reassure anyone who uh, uh views youtube with the uh, equivalent skepticism that i do This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Now we turn to our Android Basics segment, and we are back on uh, uh, the Play Store. I believe this is episode four, and I'm going to pass this over to Warren. As we continue our series on the Play Store, today we're looking at the tabs at the bottom. If you remember that during the first preamble to the first episode in this series, that I showed you all the tabs that we had, both at the top and at the bottom. Today, however, we're looking at the bottom ones, and depending on the country that you're located in, you may have three tabs, four tabs, or five tabs if you're someone that lives in the United States and has access to something like PlayPass. For some reason, some countries don't have this, and so you may see only three tabs, four tabs, and or five tabs, like I said, if you have a PlayPass subscription. I will now invoke my Bixby and ask it to bring up the Play Store. Open Play Store. Play Store. Apps. Tab. Selected. Two of four. In list. Four items. It opened up the Play Store and placed me on the Apps tab. We've already dealt with the Apps tab, and so today I'm not looking at the Apps tab. Rather, we'll be looking at the other three. In other words, we'll be looking at the Games tab, which is the first one at the bottom left, and then the third, which is the Offers tab, and the last one will be the Books tab. I'll now put my finger down and tap on the Games tab, the very first one at the bottom left. Games, tab, one of four. Here is games, one of four, and I'll tap here to get started. Games, selected. Upon tapping on games tab there at the bottom left, it generates some other tabs near the top, and in total, I think there are a total of seven of those. Let's go ahead, though, and look at what those tabs are, and starting from the top left and going right, 
These are the tabs that we encounter. For you, tab, selected, one of seven, in list, seven items. We heard for you selected one of seven and that's by default. And so everything here is what Google thinks you may like. And putting my finger down, looking at some of those things that they think is for me would include some of these. Tetris. Play the timeless block puzzle game together with everyone, anywhere. Star rating, 4.2. In list. Okay. Wordscapes. Relax your brain with this fun word puzzle game and beautiful landscapes. Star rating, 4.6. And you can go on and on. Candy Crush Saga. Match three candies to blast sugar. Master the sweetest puzzle game to level up. Star rating, 4.6. Now, I do want to say from the offset that I'm not a gamer, and so I'm not familiar with these things. I'm just kind of giving you an overview of these things. If there's ever a game that I ever played on my phone, it used to be something called Audio Archery, and I believe I still have the APK somewhere in one of my cloud storages. That's the only game I ever had. Let's go back, though, to the top and look at the other six tabs. So we've seen the uh, default, which is the For You tab. And now to the right of that, we have the following tabs. Top charts, tab, two of seven, in list, seven items. We got top charts. Those are the ones that are charting on the Play Store. The next one will be... Kids, tab, three of seven. There's the kids tab, and of course, kiddos have their own games. And if you have little ones, you can go in here and look at the ones that they like. And by the way, Google says these things are teacher approved. Next, we got events detected icon rightwards arrow right pointing triangle tab four of seven. We got events, and frankly, I have no clue as to what that is because, like I said, I'm not a gamer, and I'm kind of suspecting that this might be with people that want to do some events on the Play Store, I have no clue. I'm not sure. We'll leave it alone, move to the next one. New, detected, icon, right pointing triangle, tab, five of seven. As the name suggests, this is the new apps, that is games that just arrived on the Play Store. Next. Premium, tab, six of seven. We have the premium, meaning these are premium ones that may cost you a little bit more and the last and not the least, we got categories detected icon rightwards arrow right pointing triangle tab seven of seven we have the categories tab and if we tap here i'm sure that we'll see all kinds of different uh categories of games so let's go in here for a quick while and see what we have when we tap on these categories categories selected Let's explore and go from here downward and see the categories we have. Action, in list. We got action. Adventure. Arcade. Board. Card. Casino. Casino, that may be in AIDS category there because I know that boy likes that casino deal. This is not something that I'm familiar with, and it depends on the country that you're located in. It may be legal to have some little fun here on the casino apps, but if you're in a country that doesn't allow that, then you need to be careful. Next. Casual. We got casual. Educational. Educational. Music. Puzzle. Puzzle. Racing. Racing. Role-playing. Role-playing. Simulation. Simulation. Sports. 
sports. And of course, you tap there, you're going to see all different kinds of apps belonging to different sports. I know my kids have something called a 2K or uh, some other football apps and things like that. And I'm sure you'll find those in here. Next. Strategy. We've got strategy. Trivia. Trivia. And the last one will be... Word. Word. Let's now go back. Apps. Reading mode. Installed. In list. That is games. Now, the next tab I want to talk about will be the third one, and that will be the offers tab. Now, again, depending on the country that you're located in, you may not have the offers tab. Basically, what the offers tab is, a place where developers make offers by slashing prices for a few days or a few weeks or even a month, depending on what the developer or who the developer is. Now, this is not to be confused by the notification and offers button found near the voice search on the top. That is totally different. That one exclusively comes from Google. So if Google has any notifications for you, they're offering you something, it will be in the notification and offers button. That button found to the right of the voice input. This one, however, is the offers coming from developers. Let's go ahead now and tap on Offers tab. Offers tab, three of four, in list, offers, selected. I am now on the Offers tab and putting my finger near the top and going down. Offers for apps you might like, out of list. We hear offers you may like and moving down. Seven day free trial and 42% off an annual premium subscription, in list. Here are some things relating to seven-day trials and some 42% off annual subscriptions and all of that. And so things like that, that's what you find in here in the Offers tab. Let's move down. An offer out of this world, get 220% more with the Mega Space Bundle, ends on the 4th of June 23, in list. As I indicated, some of these offers only last a few days to a week or weeks or maybe a month. So you want to be checking here and see if there are any offers in here that may interest you. Let's scroll down a little bit, see if there are any more. Games on sale, out of list. Then there are games on sale. Doncaster, deck building RPG, card, card battler, star rating, 4.7. Current price, $1.99, full price, $4.99. Okay. Machinarium. Adventure. Casual. Star rating. 4.4. Current price. $1.99. Full price. $5.99. You got the drift. That's what I'm talking about that's found in the Offers tab. Let's now go back. Apps. Reading mode. Installed. In list. Now I'm going to show you the notification and offers that I'm talking about, which exclusively would be coming from Google, and that is found near the voice search. So just between your account name and the voice search, you may find a button there that says notifications and offers or something like that. That comes from Google. Let's go ahead and show you what I'm talking about. Signed in is Warren Carr, account and And between that and the voice search, is show notifications and offers button. Let's tap here. Notifi notifications and offers. Tapping on notifications and offers or show notifications and offers. And like I said, these will be exclusively coming from Google. 
And putting my finger down, though, we got a couple tabs here. The first one is the notification tab, which is by default selected. And then the second one is the offers tab. Let's look at what we have in the notification tab. Surprise. Get $2 off from Google Play. Use it on any app, game, or in-app item over $2 yesterday. So Google sent me a notification that they are giving me $2 off any app that I could purchase here on the Play Store. And I got that yesterday. Let's tap on that uh, Offers tab, which is to the right of that notification tab. Offers tab, two of two. Tapping on Offers. Offers. Selected. Page two of two. And when you tap on offers, you're going to hear the same thing that we saw in the notification. $2 discount from play on an app, game, or in-app item. Use by June 16, 23. Valid for a $2 discount against any one app, game, or in-app item with an on-store price greater than $2 at the time the purchase is made on Google Play. Disabled. And I have to get that before the 16th. And below that on the left will be... Get reward button. Get the reward and at the bottom, you have a long bar there will say redeem code or something having to do with redemption. Redeem code button. There we are. That's what that is. So it's totally different from the offers tab that we saw at the bottom. Again, this exclusively comes from Google. Let's go back. Customize fonts, add contrast and listen to articles, discover reading mode, tips and tricks. Now let's go ahead and look at the last tab at the bottom right. And that will be the Books tab. Books, tab, four of four. Tab here. Books, selected. Tapping on the Books tab also generates some tabs near the top. There are a total of eight, I believe, that are generated. By default, the first one is... Ebooks, tab, selected, one of eight. Ebooks, and that's selected. And so everything below here will have to do with ebooks. To the right of that, we got audiobooks, tab, two of eight. Audiobooks. Next, we got comics, tab, three of eight. Comics, if you're into comics, this is where you go to and find those books. Next, genres, tab, four of eight. Genres. So if you tab here, you could choose the category of uh, genres that you want, whether it's history, biographies, autobiographies, or whatever, and things like that. You go in here and choose what you like. I am not a fiction kind of guy, so when I go in here, I look for things like autobiographies and all of that. Next, we got... Top Selling, tab, 5 of 8. Top Selling Books, which books are doing well on the Play Store. This is where you see those books. Next. New Releases, tab, 6 of 8. New Releases, books that are just added to the Play Store or just rolling off the press. This is where you'll find those books. The next one will be... Children's Books, tab, 7 of 8. Children's Books. If you have little ones, you can go in here and shop for books that they may like. And any book you buy in here gets added to your Play Store books. The last but not the least in this is one of my favorite, and I'm talking about El Fribo, something that doesn't cost money. And that will be... Top Free, tab, 8 of 8. Top Free. Let's go ahead and tab here. It's important. Top free. Selected. Tapping on the top free, it automatically sends us then to the e-books. And all of the books that you find here are relating to e-books. Some of them are free, and actually all of them are rather free, 
but have some prizes associated to them. So these are not things that are permanent. They rotate, they roll out, some new ones come in, and things like that. Let's take a look at the ones that are free now. There are lots of them. We're just going to look at a few. 1. Serving Mankind and Serving God. Mukesh Rabakandran. Ebook. Star Rating. 4.0. Free. There we go. 2. Total Possession. A Steamy Billionaire Romance. Book 3. Ebook. Star Rating. 4.6. Free. All right. 3. Cruel Destiny. Book 2. Ebook. Star Rating. 4.9. Current Price. Free. Full Price. $4.99. So that's a $5 book. You're getting it for free. 4. Love, Pucks, and Other Stories. A Rush Hockey Trilogy Book 1. Book 4. Ebook. Star Rating. 4.5. Free. As you can see, there are lots of them. I'm just going to scroll down a little bit and see what else we find here at random. 20. Tangled Fury, Romance and Suspense. Book 3. Ebook. Star Rating. 4.5. Current Price. Free. Full Price. $3.99. I'll scroll down one more time and look at one at random. 27. Prowling Their Mate. BBW Faded Mates Shifter MFM Menage Romance Book. Book 1. Ebook. Star Rating. 4.6. Current price. Free. Full price. $3.99. You got the drift. So now let's navigate our way to audiobooks because we are going to see the same uh, offers. I mean, free stuff in audiobooks as well since we're sitting on the top free. Let's go ahead, though, and tap on Audio tab. Audiobooks. Audiobooks selected. 1. Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill. Audiobook. Star rating. 4.6. Current price. Free. Full price. $12.18. There you go. The first one is a $12 or $13 book. And you'll get it El Frivo. 2. Fate of the Wolf. Second Chance Wolf Shifter Female Alpha Queen Romance Story. Amelia Shaw. Audiobook. Star rating. 4.3. Current price. Free. Full price. 99 cents. I'm going to scroll down and let's New see releases. what else we Tab. got. 13. Chicago Addresses by Swami Vivekananda. Swami Vivekananda. Audiobook. Star rating. 4.6. Free. In list. Scroll down some more. Tab. 6 of 8. In list. 20. The Great Gatsby. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Audiobook. Star rating. 4.4. Free. In list. You got the drift. 22. Frankenstein. Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin Shelley. Audiobook. Star rating. 4.4. Free. So, in reality, when you come in here and you tap on that top free, you can look in either the ebooks category or you can look in the audio, depending on what you like, and you can choose what you want. That's a quick overview of these things. And now handing you over to the podcast crew as we deliberate on these things and talk about the things that matter and those that don't. Here's your crew. Thanks very much, Warren. Uh, that, that, that shows us that the, the remaining uh, tabs we've already done apps, as uh, Warren uh, said. And I know Warren covered this on the, on the video, but what was striking for me uh, when I fired my, my Play Store up, having listened to the demo, was that I did not have the Office tab 
what what was really interesting though is that when i switched accounts i did have it so so it's not dependent on the version of the play store app you have installed it, it's purely account dependent so when, when i switched to my uh, play store account on the same phone that office tab uh, winked into being almost by magic Anyone have any thoughts? I've got to say, I, I tend to use the apps tab most on the Play Store, which you've already done. But uh, do others use the other tabs? Are you often in the Office tab, John? I have never gone to the Office tab. I I looked at it this week just to see what it was about, but nothing really interested me. It felt kind of more like ads than anything else. I think that... The offers tab, though, benefits uh, people that are gamers more uh, because you have all kinds of um, incentives in there. You know, you've got um, discounts and things like that and extended trials or whatever. So for a common user or average user, probably there may not be so much in the way of the offers. It's the same thing as I see it with the Play Pass. I used to. You know, I tried Play Pass, and I just realized until they bring a lot of apps in there, I'm not a gamer. I don't think that Play Pass was for me either. So uh, the offers is mainly toward people who are gamers. I mean, there are other things in there, but again, it depends on the developers who are willing to drop their things in there in the way of trying to entice people to get their stuff. So other than that, it's a mixed bag. You get You get some ads and you get some... Uh, nice discounts uh, on some of the things that maybe doesn't matter to you and I. When you say extended trials, Warren, do you mean like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard or like the OJ one? Is that what you're talking about? Well, the extended trials could be, you know, maybe got a little seven day. But like I said, though, it's the discount that matters. Because, for example, if you have a 42% discount of an annual uh, subscription to something, let's say that thing is uh, twelve dollars uh, a year, and you get a forty-two percent discount. So you see, you kind of wind up paying maybe like eight bucks or somewhere in there. So I can see um, the advantage of the offers because uh, people are trying to entice you to come and get their stuff. But if you don't care, then maybe it's not for you. But it's a place to go in there to look now and then because you never know. These things are like a revolving door. You never know which one would come through. It may be one that you really like and you've been pining away for, for quite a while. I will say that I do like the way the Play Store does subscriptions, whether it be a trial or just a regular subscription. If I can subscribe to something through the Play Store, I will because it's just so much easier to manage it. And it, when you want to cancel it, you can go cancel it and you don't have to remember to cancel it. You can just cancel it now and it'll stay active until the cancellation date and then cancel it. So it's just much easier than like going to the website and having to worry about them trying to talk you into staying and all this stuff. Like it's much easier to manage your subscriptions through the Play Store if at all possible. I don't disagree, John. All I'd say is that sometimes it's significantly more expensive. So the websites sometimes pass on that Google charge to you via the Play Store. So 
if you if you take it out and never intend to pay for it because you've taken out the free trial, then I agree with you. Doing it through the Play Store is better. I'd, I'd always recommend before paying for a subscription on the Play Store, though, for something you actually want to pay for. If you can pay for it on the website, go see what the price is. Uh, oftentimes, certainly, more often than not, when I've looked at it, it's cheaper on the website. Although John's right, it's usually much more annoying to cancel it. And you get all these annoying things. Are you sure you want to cancel? And, and then it cycles around and you're on a screen where you can't really tell whether you have cancelled it or not because it's hidden in some weird little dialogue that your screen reader doesn't focus at the bottom. So, yeah, Play Store, definitely more convenient can be more expensive. So that is the point that I actually wanted to make. Even for installing apps using the website, I mean, free apps or even paid apps once you buy them, you hit on install and then the dialogue is at the bottom of the screen, absolutely. And then you need to really work on it for focusing it, press the tab key or whatever. And that is really very bad. So about two, three years back, or I can say two years back, the website was very nice, but now they have made it uh, very not nice. And even the YouTube videos, when you upload them, that time also the dialogue is the same place sometimes. So they have almost built it according to the YouTube studio. I think I agree with John because, and I, I tell this story, I had purchased a subscription to Dashlane back in 2019. And when it came time to renew, they kept saying that they couldn't find my subscription. And meanwhile, it is there. And so I had to go through Google to cancel it, and Google had them refund my money. So, frankly, I would always get something through Google because, like John says, I can cancel it anytime. You can cancel it way before the uh, trial is over or the subscription kicks in, and you'll still be good to use that app. So I'm one of those that I would rather get it through Google Play. But, but the difference, Warren, it can be the difference between three forty nine and four ninety nine a month. So if you've got a dollar fifty to burn on convenience, then great. Uh, but it is usually cheaper, not always. Usually, though, if you want to pay for it, to do it by the website and not by the app on the Play Store. Just saying. It depends also on convenience in terms of Google have already got your card details and stuff. If you go on a website for an app, I'm guessing you've got to type you know do all that again your card details and everything and if you're saving a significant amount of money it might be worthwhile but if it's like not much at all um and it doesn't add up to that much then um it might not be and it probably depends on how easy the website is to use um you know sometimes it is less stressful to spend slightly more money and sometimes you look at the difference in price and go uh no i'll go on the website um, I actually didn't even think of going on website, Ed. So thank you for, um, you know, that thought. Because uh, I just thought you go to the Play Store and get apps. So, well, well, sorry, you, you, you do go to the Play Store to get apps. You don't download apps necessarily from the website. It, but it's it's for those apps which are also services. So, I mean, Audible doesn't do this. But let, let's say let's say you could take out an Audible subscription through Google. Um, you know, oh, no, I wouldn't and, do that. And, you, and you, a newspaper might be one. So it's not, it's not, it's not buying the app. 
it's when that app which also has a website is selling you a service so a subscription type app normally that app will have a website where you can also go subscribe to the thing and you log in uh, they don't. They don't audi, but but quite a lot do. You're right, though. Um, how much do you want your financial data exposed? That that can depend on the payment method supported by the website. Obviously, some will let you use PayPal. Some will let you use Google Pay. If it's a website that insists you put your card web uh, in and it's not using something like Stripe or PayPal to do that, and it seems to be doing it by itself, then yeah, you might well think, mm, do I want to do that? But yeah, you sometimes have to. It's sometimes a financial trade-off uh, between the convenience of the Play Store and the inconvenience of a website. It's not. It's not always a, a convenience one. But as you say, you, you know, you pays you money or not, uh, and takes your choice. Well, the other thing is, I, I I imagine some of them have probably got annual subscriptions you can get as well. Because the reason I thought of this, and you said, as you said, Audible isn't one that you can get through um, the Google Play Store. But in though in that that's one that I do get, you know, once a year now, and it is cheaper. So there might be apps on the Play Store if you if you know you really like an app and you are going to want to keep using it all the time. Uh, or a service um, that could be a thing to look at if it's an option for some things it's not an option but for some apps it might be um, and some people might not think to look beyond the monthly subscription and especially you know when you're blind and you're using you're reading with a screen reader you're just reading one thing at a time we all are you know whereas if if you're sighted it might be really obvious that there's another option below so maybe I'd say just double check some of these things sometimes because you might find that an annual subscription's cheaper or something as well. So that's another option. Yeah, definitely. You can afford, uh, some people can't afford the annual subscriptions, depending on the price, but they can save you money if it's an outlay you can afford to make. Yeah, definitely. And, and the other thing I'd say, just building on John's point about convenience, if you have an account and it is a PayPal, uh, is a payment method, I'd always recommend using PayPal for subscriptions because all you have to do is go cancel it in PayPal, uh, a bit like cancelling it on the Play Store. It's not quite as seamless. All it does is stop the payment, but you know it, do, it does the same thing. Uh, Play Store, I think, actually has the courtesy to tell uh, the, the vendor that you don't want it anymore, whereas uh, PayPal isn't really cancelling a subscription, it's cancelling a payment. But if you do have a payment uh, method, uh, if you do have an account via PayPal and it's offered as a payment method uh, when you're not using the Play Store, I would always do that because it's it's easier to cancel a recurring payment on PayPal than it is either uh, uh, on a on a payment card, or sometimes on the website you're buying from, for the reasons that John highlighted when he was talking about the Play Store. Do they not email you then, though, the people who you've paid or not paid, and say doesn't really matter? Your payment hasn't gone through, and yeah, stuff. delete the email. Yeah. You don't want it anymore. You cancelled it on PayPal. So what? Yeah, they email you. <laughs> yeah. I've got a delete key. I agree with you, Fee. Um... Because frankly, I'm one of those that don't want to be putting my info there on so many places. So I mainly use uh, PayPal and Play Store. Anything more than that is coming from the devil, and I avoid <laughs> those well, I, I bet, as I much as use, I can. <laughs> I bet you use Amazon. I bet you. I bet you order on Amazon sometimes. Well, Amazon, I do. Yeah. So those three, but frankly, like you are saying, it 
one needs to be careful, you know, because um, if the website you're not very sure about, if they offer other methods, like say the PayPal, I always look at that first. If I'm doing something directly from a website, I want to see if they support PayPal. And believe it or not, many a times I have skipped something because the website uh, doesn't support PayPal. And for me, uh, it's like a red flag. I'm not going to do this with you guys because you try to cancel and they give you a runaround. I experienced that from one uh, company in the Netherlands. And I'm like, oh, no, not again. <laughs> Some apps are weird as Warren, well. I didn't like... think you ordered that. I didn't think you smoked those sorts of substances. Like it's fine. <laughs> it's legal in the Netherlands, and you can you can order it. it, it it's fine. But uh, I'm, I'm surprised. Oh, I'm surprised that you're a four two zero guy. I didn't think you were a four twenty man. But well, you know that's you. Yeah, I think that thing was called a paddle soft or something. They process uh, payments for different uh, companies. So I was buying this screen recording app i i believe it was the um it was totally un, inaccessible and so i wanted to you know get rid of it get a refund and i tell you they gave me a runaround and so from that moment on if a website doesn't support paypal you're not getting my moolah some apps are weird as well in that to subscribe or unsubscribe if they're a service they sometimes have an app um, but then you still have to go on their website to subscribe or unsubscribe, like uh, Netflix, for example. That's the example I can think of straight away. Um, yeah, that's because Google will, char- will charge Netflix 15%. That's why, as Ed pointed out, sometimes it costs more on the Play Store because Google's going to take 15% of whatever you pay to Netflix in the app. So Netflix can decide, okay, I'm either going to eat the 15% make you go to my website to sign up for it or just charge you more on the Play Store to make up for the 15%. Yeah. So their app on the Play well, Store it's 30, is 30%, free. right? Oh, yeah. No, I 30%. think it's now 15, though. Uh, no, 15, 15, 15 for, the, for the amount of money, which is below $1 million. I don't think Netflix is getting below $1 million. Well, but I think their app is actually free off the Play Store and then they send you to, like Audible, and then they send you to their website or on Audible's case, Amazon. Yeah, but can't Audible's you subscribe case, using Play Store? No. Okay. No. And that's probably, that probably means it saves us money, though. So but as John good, said, really. sometimes, yeah, sometimes apps will let you subscribe and just pass it on. It's it's worth pointing out as well. I think everyone knows this, but it, but it's worth saying, if you have an app that has a subscription, uninstalling that app does not cancel that subscription. I hope everyone realizes this. Uh, but taking an app off your phone has zero impact on any paid subscription that you might have. Uh, no, you, you have, have to, to actually unsubscribe as well. Otherwise, they'll keep taking your payments. Yes. And this is why subscriptions are just terrible because, frankly, a lot of times you'll forget that you've subscribed to something and even though you just wanted it for a few days or whatever and you forget about it and before you know it, you're nicked. Audible and Netflix are always sending me emails so I I wouldn't forget I've subscribed to them. This happened to me with Eleven Labs, that thing where uh, 
I wanted to like make my voice into an AI sound sounding like TTS engine type voice. And I was like, I'll play around with this. And I was like, $1 for your first month and then $5 for every month after that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to play around with it. So I like used it for a day, forgot about it. Got the email saying, you've been charged for your second month oh, no. for $5. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I got to remember to cancel that. Another month went by. <laughs> I oh, got no. another email. I'm like, dang it. So but this month I went you, and canceled but it. But you could have canceled it straight after you got the email, though, so that it yeah, would still but, last until the next yeah, email. Was, yeah, it but you're still charged anyway. Like... Uh, even if you cancel, if they've already charged you, you they can't refund that. Yeah. No, no, I no, but it'll stop you. It, it stops you being charged again next month, though, if you yeah. Yeah. cancel it, now. You mean to do it, don't you? And you yeah, yeah it. it was my fault. I, I was like, I'll yeah. do that. I have a month. I'll take care of it. And then, of course, yeah. I forgot about it. Exactly the same thing happened to me with exactly the same service. I took it out, paid for it a day. Five dollar emails. Like, oh, I meant to sort that out. I'll sort that out a bit. Oh, second five dollar email. Oh no, that is literally too funny. Literally the so, same service. I actually requested an e- e- a refund. I know it's only five bucks, but I was like, I'm gonna request a refund, and they actually gave it to me and canceled my service. So I only oh, had to good. pay for one month that I didn't oh, that is a yeah. lot of money, isn't it? Five dollars a month for for that service because I wouldn't imagine most people would use it um, that often. You, you'd have to use it a lot to be worth what worth you know value for money. I would think. Well, well, I think it's designed for corporates. Really, they ha- they have tariffs that are a lot higher than that. I think it's like hobbyist intro tariffs. It's the it's the artificial uh, speech. Uh, AI driven, you know, natural language synthesis stuff, isn't it? So, I think I think businesses want to use it, so they have they have big, very expensive tariffs, and then they've got these introductory ones that you can play with, uh, which is quite good fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I I kind of I decided to suck it up because it was it was I you know I could have done it and I didn't. So, uh, but yeah, good good fair play, you got your money back. Yeah, so watch out for subscriptions. The only other tab I wanted to mention was books. Uh, does anyone use Playbooks? I've, I've got to say I tend to use Kindle, but is anyone here a Playbooks fan? I am a Playbooks fan, and frankly, I think there's a lot of things that the Playbook does right uh, when compared to a lot of the similar uh, services out there. And I'm looking at it from a viewpoint of a blind user. And for me, that background um, plays a critical role. And most especially, let's say there's an interruption, you get a phone call or you you use your screen reader or whatever. What I like about playbooks is that it rewinds itself to where that interruption uh, uh, came through or maybe a few words even before that interruption. So you're not missing a bit uh, with the playbooks the only thing that they haven't done well and which I've been crying about is the ability to navigate to the chapter that you want. It's uh, like a two or three stepper uh, to get to that. And that's the part that they haven't fixed. If they fix that, they'll be my exclusive uh, uh, ebook reader. And will it auto scroll pages using Braille or does it suffer from the Kindle problem? Actually, it does now, and um, especially with the updated version. So if you're a Braille user, you'll enjoy Playbooks as well. So it does auto-scroll, yeah. Yeah, it does. And like I said, frankly, they've done a lot of things good, but um, the only 
problem is that uh, navigating to the chapter that you want without going through a two or three stepper. What they have as many as Kindle, and they synchronize with audiobooks. Let's be honest, mm -hmm. Amazon rules in this department. But yes, um, their stuff sync across your devices, uh, whether it's audio or whether it's ebook that you have, that will sync. But the quantity of books, I don't think anyone would come close to uh, Amazon. They've been in you know the what? field for a long time. What I'm saying is on Amazon, you can get an audio book and Kindle book of the same book. And you can come back to the set to to the same place in either version. Can you do that on playbooks? I don't do audio much. I think if I have an audio book, I only have one, just one audio book yeah. from playbook. I'm not an audio kind of guy. I kind of tend to prefer the ebooks. Yeah, I just wondered if that was a thing you could do, um, because that would be cool. Yeah, I would like to yeah. test that on the, um, maybe I should get two books that both have audio and an e-book and see if well, they Well, the same sync. book. Yeah. yeah, and that's and, interesting. And I never audio, thought of it like that. And is the audio cheaper once you've bought the text version? Because the, the, it often is on Amazon, a lot discounted once you've bought the um, the book the audio book is a lot cheaper. Ah, so that's a nice way of doing it. Yeah, well, because yeah, so if that, you do that it that way... Yeah, that would be an interesting way, thing yeah. to know. If, do Google, does Playbooks do that? Um, uh, frankly, I don't know. So I'm going to try that uh, and I'll, you know, let let yeah. you know next week if that's yeah, true. Uh, when we're I mean, done, I, I'll try one. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't go for Playbooks or try it because by the time Playbooks started... Um, I had had Kindle already for ages, so I'd already got loads of books, and I couldn't really be bothered having two different libraries. No, it's just you know, it's a bit silly, so I didn't. But um, I'd be interested to know. Um, maybe I'll see if there's any free books, and I can just have a test of it and see what it's like at some point when I'm not so busy. Yeah, that's that's a good point because. I would love to be able to have uh, both the ebook and the uh, audio synchronizing. I think that would be absolutely beautiful. It is good because if you want to know how certain things have been spelled and, you know, look at that, or you want to be able to, say, if you've got a Braille display and you want to be able to read out a certain bit to one of your friends, or it's really dense information in an audio book and you think, actually, this would be easier to take in this bit in um in in text form uh whether you're using braille or not it's it's really nice to have that flexibility and also you can search the text in the book if you remember there was a really good bit in the book that you thought was funny or moving or clever or whatever and you wanted to share it with with somebody you can you can search for the word or the phrase in the text you because you can't really do that in an easily in an audible book um or a, a, an audio book, should I should say? Um, so it's it's nice to have that synchronization. Um, so it'd be really good if um, Playbooks does that. I'd be very interested to know. I'll let you know. You should be able to do that in an audio book now, though, shouldn't you? Like the reverse of voice dictation. I don't know why you can't text search an audio book. I think it's a license issue. Like you have to. 
They want you to have to pay for the text version to get the text. Yeah, you'd have to bought oh, it. Want the text. I don't, I don't want the text. I want to be able to text search an audiobook. That's a different thing. I want to be able to jump in my audiobook via text search. I don't see why that's so difficult now, given voice dictation. Presumably just reverse it. I don't think it is difficult. I think it's just, like John says, if, if you want to be able to search text of a book, they want you to have paid for it. No, no, no. I think what Ed no, is okay, saying okay. Though, is that, you know, if you have an audio book, I should be able to search through it, you know, so that if I want to jump to a particular, you know, segment or, you know, whatever, just like we do with our e-books, we should be able yeah. to do that. And And truly, I think what Ed says, you know, makes sense. If we could have that, I think that would be a good thing. It would be good, but I don't see it happening. I'd, I'd yeah, love to be don't wrong. Don't hold your breath. It's, I'd love to be wrong. It, well, but I don't, it's a money yeah. thing. I mean, with all the. But AI no, I don't think it is a money on. thing because, like, it might be a money thing with Audible, but there's, I don't see why, like, you know, a Mad Books or a simple audio book player can't introduce it for offline files. Why is it a money thing? I don't, I don't buy that at all. Exactly. I can see why. Buying a text version and because you know you can manipulate a textbook in ways you can't manipulate an audio book. I get you can't have two versions of the same book. That has guess, to be a licensing. Thing. I guess you but, could have an app yeah. listen to the book and, like you're saying, but I don't know how long that would take. Like, would you have, have to play the whole book before you could search? No, it? I don't. I don't know. No, I don't think yeah. you have to play the whole book. You know, we we talk AI, AI, AI. And frankly, yeah. I see this as a very simplistic thing, you know. No, I know, but the thing is, it's have. not whether it can be done, it's whether it can be done for free. Like, you're going to get charged yeah. for it because the audio, when you buy an audiobook, you aren't buying the text, you're buying a recording of the person's voice. And I'm talking about offline MP3, I'm talking about searching offline MP3. Uh, yeah, the, te the technology's there, probably, yeah. I see what yeah. you're saying. I think this is something that can be done. I don't think anyone has given it a thought, but uh, absolutely, yeah. I think it's very simplistic. It would be cool. Coming up next, our app of the week, in which we show you how to use the app and review its accessibility. You can submit your recording for this segment. Email it to us at contactus at blindandroidusers.com. move to the app of the week and warren is going to demonstrate the scanning app oriel ai hi for episode 129 app of the week i'll be demonstrating a scanning app called oriel ai that's o-r-i-o-l-e space ai I'll be utilizing the Galaxy S21, and for speech services or TTS engine, I'm utilizing the Google speech services with variant voice number 5. I'll be using TalkBack 13.5 according to Samsung, and I will now navigate my way to Oriel AI and get started. Oriel AI. Tap to start. Allow Oriel AI to send you notifications. Allow button out of pager we're being asked as to whether or not we'll like to allow it to send us notifications for now though i'm going to tell it not to send me any notifications don't allow button tap allow oriel ai to take pictures and record video while using the app button i'm going to tap on while using the app 
Oriel AI, button, unlabeled. I heard Oriel AI, button, unlabeled, and that's found near the top left. I'll move my finger down, though, and let's read the information it has. Terms and conditions. We heard terms and conditions. And then HTTPS colon slash slash Oriel dot AI slash. Agree button. And at the bottom is the agree button. I'm going to tap here to agree. Cancel. Cancel button. We hear cancel, and that cancel is found near the top right corner. I'm just going to triple tap with two fingers here and let it read the information. Turn any text into your own audible snapshot. Camera. Snap a photo of each page you are reading to turn it into speech. Clipboard. Paste text from your clipboard using the paste button to create a snapshot. Brain. Over 1,000 words, Oriel will generate a summary in the first page of your snapshot. Speaking head. Bonus. Create a profile to select from various AI voices to narrate your snapshots. Start snapping. Button. And that's the button at the very bottom of the phone in the middle there. And it says start snapping. I will tap on that now and see what it does. Oriel AI. Fab menu. Button. Tapping on that, we heard fab menu. So in other words, it's a navigational drawer found near the top left corner. Let's explore what we have, though, because next to the right of that menu is a text string that says... Create a snapshot. Create a snapshot. Now, on the right edge of the phone are some buttons arranged vertically from the top right toward the middle of the phone, right there on the edge. And let's look at what these buttons are, starting from the top right. Add 1,000 more words to get a summary. Icon, info, button. We got info. Median past, button. Something median pass. I wonder what that is. Let's tap here to see what that is. Allow Oriel AI to record audio while using the app, button. It says whether or not I want to allow it to record audio. I'll tap. Add to your snapshot. Your text here, edit box. And we hear your text here, edit box. And so it seems we could either type something or we can even do a voice dictation because at the bottom we got some buttons. Detected. Icon. Close. Button. We got close and to the right. Detected. Icon. Microphone. Button. There's a microphone and to the right of that. Cancel. Button. Is a cancel. So I'm going to put my finger in the your middle of the here, phone again. Box. Your text tap, here. English, U.S., QWERTY shown. It brings Expand up toolbar. the keyboard that I can use in typing. I'm going to go back. Keyboard hidden. Let's try the microphone, see if it works. That's the button in the middle, which is... Detected. Icon, microphone, button. Let's go ahead and tap here. Hello, and welcome to Blind Android Users, episode 129. This is demonstrating an app called Oriel AI, period. I am using voice dictation to see if it works, period. In other words, this voice dictation is coming straight from Oriel AI, period. This concludes the test, period. Period. Now I'm going to put my finger down and see if it reads it. Hello and welcome to Blind Android Users episode 129. This is demonstrating an app called Oriel AI, period. 
I am using voice dictation to see if it works period. In other words, this voice dictation is coming straight from Oriel AI period. This concludes the test period. Edit box, your text here. As you can see, for some reason, actually it puts in my punctuations as words. So the voice dictation may not be something one would want to use. After all, the strength of this app is not the voice dictation. I didn't know it even has a voice dictation, but the strength is the scanning capability. I'm going to tap on the close button. Detected. Icon. Close. Button. Cancel. Cancel. Button. And it's asking me if I want to delete save text. it. Or I want to delete this it. This action will permanently delete this text. And on the bottom, in the middle of the phone on the right, is the delete. Cancel. Button. Delete. Button. Delete there on the right and to the left is a cancel. I'm going to delete. Oriel AI. BDN passed. Button. Detected. Icon. Microphone. Button. Next one is microphone and it's going to do the same thing, I believe. So let's move on. Next, we got. Detected. Icon. Gallery. Button. Below that. BDN flash. Button. And. Detected. Icon. Refresh. Button. The refresh button. Now, at the very bottom, there's a single button, and that button is... Capture button. Capture. That's the one we want to try. So now, I'm going to stand up here a little bit, and I've written something down and printed it out, and I'm going to tap on that to see if we capture that text. Let's try it. Here we go. I hope you guys can hear me from there. Capture button. Confirm image. I tapped on capture and I heard confirm image. Let's look at what we got, starting from the top. I don't hear anything at the top. Let's go toward the bottom. Retake button. I have a retake button on the bottom left. Confirm button. And there's a confirm on the right. That's all we have. So I'm going to tap on confirm. Cropping image. Progress bar. In progress. Oriel AI. Confirm. Button. Extracting text from image. Oriel AI. Fab menu. Button. I heard it extracting text from the image, and now it lands me on the top left corner there on the menu button. Now I'm going to put my finger to the right of that menu. Create a snapshot. Create a snapshot. Add 972 more words to get a summary. And to the right of that are those buttons that are arranged in a vertical Detected. manner. Icon, info, button. Info. Now let's go toward the bottom, see what we find. Starting from the left, we got three buttons going to the right. The first button at the bottom we got... Edit button. There's the edit button, and to the right of that... Capture button. There's a capture button, and on the right of that... Done button. It's a done button. And now, at the very bottom, just below those three buttons, we have a couple more buttons from the left. We've got... Capture selected. Capture selected, so it's like a tab, and then to the right of it... Play. It's the play button. So I'm assuming that if I tap on this, it should be playing what I just captured. Let's try and see what happens. Selected. I tapped on play. It says selected. I didn't hear anything. So I'm thinking of what I needed to do was to tap on the done button. And now I'm going to 
tap on that done button on the right to the right of the capture capture button. button done button tap there name your snapshot enter title edit box enter title okay, english so us now we need to give Expand it a title say voice input button our first test with Oriel AI. All right, I'm gonna tap on done. Done. At the bottom Our first of the test keyboard. With AI, edit box, enter title. And okay, button. At the bottom is an OK button. Creating snapshot audio. Hello and, and welcome to episode one twenty nine of the button. Blind Android Users Podcast. In this week's app of the week, I'm demonstrating an app called E. Ah, it seems it cut off part of it. It sounded good though. Now we got some buttons. We got Fab menu button. That menu is there on the top left and to the right. Our first test with Oriel AI selected. And that's the name of the file and to the right. More button. We got more. Let's tap on that. Pop-up window. View images button. View images and edit title button. Edit the title. Copy summary text button. We could copy the summary of the text if I have enough. Copy page text button. Next. Copy snapshot text button. Delete snapshot button. I could delete it. And that's the last one. Let's go back. Our first test with Oriel AI. Detected. Icon down button. So here toward the middle of the phone going down we got. Slower button. That's the first one on the left going right. By 1.00 button disabled. Right. Faster button. That's faster. And that's the last button there. Then another row of buttons starting from the one that says slower. Below that we've got on the left. Slow. We've got slow going right. Switch off. And there's a switch to switch that off or on. Go right. Fast. Then there's a fast. That's the last button there. Now below those, starting from the left again. Zero ten. We have zero ten. It's ten seconds going right. Now below that we have some other buttons. Detected. Icon. Left. Text. K. Button. Say left. Go right. Button. Detected. Text. Fifteen. Fifteen. Go right. Play. Button. There's a play. Go right. Detected. Icon, refresh, button. Refresh, and one more button. Button. It just says button, and I don't know what that does. I'm going to tap on it anyway and see what it does. Nothing. Now, I'm going to tap on the one that says play. Let's play it again. Play, button. Hello, and welcome to episode 129 of the Blind play, Android button. Users Podcast. In this week's app of the week, I'm demonstrating an app called E. There we go. So that's what I got. All right, I'm going to go back. Oriel AI, Fab menu, button. Let's go ahead and look at the menu before we bring this to a close. Oriel AI, email. So we hear email. Example at gmail.com, edit box. You could put your email in there. Password. Password. Password, edit box. Forgot password, button. Login, button. And then the login. Or. Login with Google button. Login with Google. Sign up button. Or sign up. And that concludes a short tour of Oriel AI. 
Sounds like a good app. I'm not sure. It needs a little bit of work, but you be the judge. Now, this might be a bit mean, Lauren, but I've got to say, I was not very impressed with this app. Were you? <laughs> well, like I indicated, yeah, you know, they could do a little bit better. Um, you know, what I like about it, though, the voices in there, and I did not create a profile. If I had created a profile, I would have, you know, different voices to choose from and things like that. Um but I think they have a good idea. It's just something done differently. But the process um, probably is something that is uh, let down for that app, if you will. But the whole idea is actually good, especially if you're a student and you just want a summarization of something that, that is there on the screen. Um, I can see a lot of students using that. Is this a mainstream app? I got the sense it was. I didn't think it was designed for the blind particularly, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it's not uh, a blind-centric uh, app. It's a mainstream app. And frankly, that's why some of the labeling, as I indicated, are not you know, done right. Yeah. So, so if you had to say for our listeners whether this app was a hit or a miss, what would you say? I would say it's a hit or miss, but the more you use it, the more you become familiar with it. And actually, I tried scanning one book that my wife has. You know, it's an, a book that has to do with art, and there's a lot of, um, you know, drawings and things like that. And it was actually extracting the text really good. So it's not a bad app, and especially if you're not being charged for it. You know, for me, though, you know, you keep that in your library uh, because there are certain things that some of the apps may do and others may not do. And that's why I wind up having several of these apps, because sometimes Lookout may not even do something that I want. So I have to call on a different app to do something. So I don't think it's a bad idea to have something else in there. If you have a phone that has enough storage or else you get it and then, you know, after a while you can uninstall it and it's still there in your library. You want it, you go back and get it. I think I, I agree with that. I, I, th I think there are tools in the toolbox. I, th I think for me, this is a long way down the list of tools I'd deploy. Sorry, <laughs> for you wanted to come in too. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, about um, like, why do we need another scanning app um like because we've already got quite a few so i just wondered really <laughs> what 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 inspired you to use it are you is it just a bit of geekery or are you dissatisfied with some other app well i i think if we go if we look at it from that viewpoint we probably wouldn't have similar apps on the Play Store because what I may like, someone may not like, you know. Some, so it's just, uh, for instance, if I like Lookout, someone would hate Lookout with a passion. And so yeah. it makes sense that we have the different apps in there so that people could find out or choose which one it is that works best for them and in a certain given moment. And that's how I look at it. And that's why I have several of these because, uh, like I said, there are other moments that certain ones wouldn't work and certain situations that others do a better job. And so if you are going to be a, a 
properly uh, approved to have, you know, uh, bulletproof, whatever, you need to have more than one because you find yourself in a situation that one doesn't work, you need to call up the other one. And so it's a prudent thing to have more than one um, app that does similar things. Oh, I get that. But I just wondered what, what had inspired you to download this particular app because you've already got about a gazillion scanning apps. Yeah, so I, I, probably, the, probably, that... probably the name Oriel. And I'm thinking oh. of the Oriel cookie uh, fee. And, <laughs> and actually, it looks like an Oriel cookie. Uh, so <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to you know, see how the Oreo tastes like, you know. Um, I mean, I don't like cookies anyway, but I'm like, hey, you know, this is brilliant. The guy, you know, chose the name Oreo, and I'm going to look at it and see what it, what it does. And frankly, it's really interesting. And the part that I don't understand is the voice dictation or, you know, typing thing. But then I now understand the reason is because you can copy text. Um, it can... You can it can get things from your uh, clipboard, so it, like you're on a website or whatever, and you want it, you know, to read it for you. It you can copy that uh, to it and have it read it too. So I see why the the voice dictation part is there too. But as you can hear in my demo, it just uh, wasn't recognizing punctuations. It puts them in as words, and so I wouldn't be Ooh. using it for you know voice dictation anyway or anything like that. But it's good for scanning purposes as well. Yeah, like you say, it's and good. To, I'm, I'm really glad we've got choices. That's a good thing. Yeah. And to misquote the Green Mile, it's like the cookie, but spelled different. Coming up next is the tip of the week. Stay tuned for tips, tricks, and more about Android. And now we turn to our tip of the week section, where John... Uh, shows us an improved way to access uh, the Google Assistant via the side key on a Samsung phone. John here, and for today's tip of the week, I'm going to go over how to assign Google Assistant to a long press of the side key on a Samsung Galaxy device. I've covered this in the past using a good lock module called Routines Plus, but there's been a new good lock module released called Registar, which makes the process a lot easier. So this is going to be an updated tutorial on how to do this. Now with any good lock module, the prerequisite here is that you need to be running one UI, not one UI core. So you're probably going to need a mid to a high-end Samsung phone to do this. I'm in the Galaxy Store now, and the app you're going to want to download is... Good luck. And we will have the link to the app in the video description or show notes for the podcast. And of course it's by... Good luck, Labs. And... You're going to need to install it. I've already installed it, so I'm just going to hit the open button. Open button. Good luck. Good luck. Redesign your Galaxy. Good luck. Unlabeled button. Now, once you're in the Good Lock app, you're going to want to go to the Life Up tab, which is near the bottom right. Selected Life Up tab. Mine's already selected, but if yours isn't, 
you're going to double tap that. Selected. And scroll all the way down until you find Registar, conveniently configure the settings app and press the side key, tap the back, or press the screen strongly to quickly launch useful features, conveniently configure the settings home, reconfigure menu of settings home screen. Change order, hide manage groups. Set method of displaying Samsung account on the settings home screen. Search settings, change history, change notification settings. Activate features by tapping the back of the device, Galaxy S slash flip only. Run features by long pressing the side key. Run features by pressing the screen strongly, fold for only. So as you can see, there's a lot you can do with this app. I'm going to swipe right. Unlabeled button. Detected icon download. This is the download button. I'm going to hit that. That's going to take me to the Galaxy Store. Galaxy Store. Galaxy Store. Navigate up button. So here's where you're going to download the Registar module. I'm going to hit install near the bottom. Install button. And once it's installed, you're going to go back. Good lock. Unlabeled button. Detected icon download. And you're going to scroll all the way up to the top. Unla un unlabeled button. Registar, conveniently configure the settings app and press the side key, tap the back, or press the screen strongly to quickly launch useful features. So as you can see, it's now at the top of this list, so I'm going to activate that. Registar. Unlabeled button. Registar. Permissions for Registar. Now this is asking for some permissions. More options button. You can still use the app's basic functions without allowing the optional permissions. Optional permissions. Alarm. Receive notifications when settings are changed. Cancel button. So I don't need to enable these permissions for this specific task, so I'm going to hit cancel. Navigate up button. Now you're going to go to the bottom of the list. Side key press and hold action. This is what we want to go to, so I'm going to hit here. Registar. Navigate up button. Side key press and hold action. Registar off switch. I'm going to turn this switch on. On. Then I'm going to select from the list. Not selected radio button access your Google Voice Assistant. Selected. And that's it. I'm going to try it out. What's the weather? It's 63 and sunny. Today, it'll be mostly cloudy, with a high of 67 and a low of 56. And that was by pressing and holding the side key. So, hope this has been helpful, and thank you for listening. John, I've just got one question, and uh, this is very lazy, uh, and I could possibly answer it myself by comparing the two YouTube videos. How much easier is this now than it used to be? It saves you a step because before you had to install a good lock module that would add it would add additional routines you could do and then from there you would have to go into the routines in the settings and make a routine and set up a routine to do it. 
but this this way you just go directly into the settings of the good lock module and you can just choose to assign something to the power button rather than having to create your own routine to do it a whole lot better than the previous method It is curtain drawing time, thus we come to the end of today's episode. And up next, we give you information on how to get hold of us. And that brings us to the end of uh, the episode for this week. Austin, where do people find us? To contact us, you can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join a mailing list by sending an email to line Android users plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the youtube channels well thanks very much for listening everybody say bye bye to the nice people folks bye to the nice people bye bye the horrible people (laughs) bye everyone thanks for listening bye everyone thanks for listening to another episode of the blind android users podcast until we see you next week don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.